Welcome to the Unveiling Grace podcast, a place to experience a grace that heals. Allow this grace to take your life and your relationships to another level as it frees you from the weight of performance-based religion. Enjoy another episode as Joel Groh and Lynn Wilder share encouraging stories and candid dialogue that can help you experience a grace that heals. Welcome to another episode of the Unveiling Grace podcast. I'm Lynn Wilder. And I'm Joel Grote. And today we have with us Luke and Emma. And this is actually part three of Emma's story, part two of the Luke and Emma story. And (laughs) where we left off last time was um, Luke and Emma had broken up because even though he'd come to faith in Christ, still was feeling that pull back to Mormonism from his family, from really close friends. Um, but after they break up, Emma does a seven hour road trip, shows up at his door unannounced and they start working things back out. They stay broken up for a while. And so where we are now is they have come back together. They've worked through a lot of issues. You want to hear what some of those are, listen to the previous podcast. Um, but now where I want to start out is, so you guys are serious. Um, what happens when you start talking marriage and all that's going to involve for your two families? Because Emma, your family is Christian, right? Traditional evangelical Christian. Mm -hmm. And Luke, your family is totally Mormon multi-generation if I remember right. Absolutely. Yeah. So the whole (laughs) marriage question can get really tense and difficult to navigate so tell us from both your perspectives what it was like to navigate that how you did it how god showed up um kind of where you are with your families now yeah (laughs) oh you start you start you do better study all right um yeah i with my family it was really easy they kind of already knew i think where we were headed like we didn't really have to tell there wasn't too much to be said yeah did they like luke <laughs> emma did your already, family like luke yeah okay oh, yeah, <laughs> so he was they in there luke already <laughs> and so. they're good strong christians and they were loving on luke and you know mm-hmm. was, yeah, yeah they had been there from the beginning they you know were there with his faith journey i've been praying for him faithfully for a while and yeah so yeah they loved luke and they loved us and wanted us to be together (laughs) cool okay it it was um yeah of of course it was much more difficult on my end um i uh going back to last to last summer i i I ended up moving to arizona to be with emma okay uh and i left that was kind of like a that was kind of the big thing yes was that the big catalyst for the relationship? Yes, because absolutely, you, when you yeah. Lived in New Mexico, we were still struggling a lot. I think, even oh, though yes. he was still was making big strides, and we were having all those great conversations, there was still in his heart a lot of the kind of push and pull. I think when he was with me versus going home, yeah, it was like, oh yeah, yeah. There was always a little bit of going back in the pendulum, even every time I went home. And I didn't have a plan as to what I was going to do at all when I left. I just knew I needed to get out of there. I wanted to, you know, I wanted to either stay independent, go up, or I I didn't want to retract. I didn't want to, 
So I have, I had an uncle and I said, Hey, could I, could I, could I live with you? And he said, yeah, he is Mormon. Actually. He is a Bishop. In fact. Oh, in Arizona. Um, yeah. Okay. And so I moved in with my uncle and I never went to church with him even one time. Um, <laughs> okay. It was kind of, it was kind of awkward because they invited me every week. <laughs> really? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was kind of awkward. Um, but, and they had no idea. I, I was very, very, I was, I was, I did not talk about it. Um, yeah. I did not tell anybody I wasn't a Mormon. Uh, everyone just continued to assume that I was. And I was, uh, once I got, yeah, to the serious point where me and Emma wanted to get married, um, I was very late in telling my family that I wanted to marry Emma. They, I guess if I were to say something to them, like something I, I was wanting to do or strive for, they're more of like the kind of people to be like, I'll believe it when I see it. And so when I said, Hey, I'm going to leave you guys and go to Arizona. They were like, eh. And then the day I left, they were like, Oh, he's gone. Whoops. Like they were like, they were calling me as I was like halfway to Arizona. And they were like, Oh, you actually left. And I was like, yeah. Um, same deal with the marriage. Um, okay. I, I was so, so nervous telling my parents, of course, I mean, I shouldn't say, of course I told my mom first. Okay. Um, well, that's good. I, I thought it would be, very awkward telling my, my dad. Um, but I told my mom, I said, yeah, I, I, I me and I'm already getting pretty serious. I, I, <laughs> we want to get married. Mm-hmm. And her reaction at first was so great. I was, I was so pleased with it. Um, she was just talking about how much she loves Emma and how she supports it. And, you know, we, we are on a strong foundation. And then after like that, was the, best thing ever. the weeks that followed were not good for her. She was very under stress. She was calling me like three or four times a week. Just, and it was all based under the premise that she's like, so you, you, you sure you're not going to make married? her Mormon. Uh, you're, you know, you're not going to get married in the temple. And I had to yeah. keep on reiterating, no, I'm not. And Man, it was so tough on her. I'm yeah. I'm glad that we had that that physical distance um, because I think that I would have gone back on the pendulum because she's my she is my mom right. and um, I'm still. But yeah, it was much harder with her. I I I I, I didn't even like tell my dad. I think we were getting married. Um, mm until way later on like yeah, she, of course like, she told him i think everybody just it was like we assumed he knew because yeah we never talked about it okay even after i had told my mother like and i had been on phone calls with my dad about other things we never talked about it wow. it was never brought up i assumed that he would have and he never did and i was yeah, like well if he doesn't want to bring it up i'm not gonna bring it up it was just <laughs> such an uncomfortable tension between us so your parents must have had some idea you were struggling with your faith if you were living with your uncle and not going to church. Surely well, he the- had told them already that he was not a Mormon. Yeah. So another big tension uh, between my believe him. Uh, something that <laughs> something that caused a lot of tension between me and my mother last when I was living with her uh, at my parents' house, she found your book. Oh yeah. I, oh, I kept oh. it. I kept it hidden so no one would see it, and she found it, and that was not good. Yeah, she was like, "What is this anti-Mormon stuff?" Yeah, she was. She was very upset about it, and um, so yeah, she, she knew that. 
She told me she read it, but I really doubt that she did. Like, okay. it, it was like, it was like, I left it out somewhere, and the following night, she was like, I read the whole thing, and I, she was, it was bull crap, most likely, but I don't know. <laughs> yeah, she said she did. She know, said she, she did. She said stuff about it that was like, not in the book. So I was like, like you, you didn't read that whole thing and feel at least a little bit convicted? <laughs> <laughs> did you say that to her? No. No. Oh, okay. <laughs> I was gonna say that's pretty bold, but <laughs> no, I did not. All right. Um, but, but I guess that was similar to when when he had first told her what he does believe. It was kind of similar because she had said, you know, I love you no matter what. I support you no matter what. But then later she called and was like, well, I'm concerned about what you said. So it was kind of similar with like we're getting married, and it was like this is awesome. And then later it was like, well. So, Lynn, that's how much not- of that is just cultural? I mean, that's what you do. You always say the nice response. Yes. Don't you think, Luke, that a lot of that is the way the cult, and you assume it's going to come out well in the end. But certainly it's not normal for Mormons to talk about differences or things that they don't have in common, right? It's, you know, Christians sometimes get in each other's faces and have these real conversations and they're okay with that kind of authenticity. As a Mormon, I was very uncomfortable with that. And then then look what God thrusts me into, right? (laughs) There's all this controversy. And even now it's like somebody came after me because I just put a new YouTube thing up on my page and I'm like, oh gosh, here we go again, you know. (laughs) Oh man, I'm sorry. Yes. So I would say the Mormon culture doesn't like that at all, right? They're very uncomfortable with... um, Oh yeah. Yeah. So you almost always get a positive, nice response Mm -hmm, because again, they're hoping, oh, if I'm just nice, then they'll come back around. But then when you're not, then it's like, okay, then the gloves kind of come off a little bit and yeah. So how did you end up working out? So where did you get married? How did you get married? Obviously you didn't get married in the Mormon temple. Um, How did (laughs) Nope. (laughs) So, oh man. Yep. This is, it got even more tense and more stressful. So um, my, my father, he works in a hospital and because this was, this was when COVID's going on and okay. they, they say, you cannot go out of state. And I, they, so they were like, we're not coming to the wedding. We can't do it because we can't, we're going to follow the state guidelines. And Ooh. I, and Emma, we didn't, we didn't want to go to them and do it at their house. We wanted to do it uh, where we lived. And we it were, was also a few months away. Yeah, it was a few months away. So we were okay. like, well, hopefully by then. Yeah, hopefully by then the, these, these things yeah, will right. open up. It'll be okay. Um, you know, and originally we had the idea to do it at the Grand Canyon. It was going to be really sweet. And then, like, I think just a week later, um, when we were really getting the ball rolling on that, uh, it was like, yeah, you can't get close. Oh, wow. <laughs> um, and yeah. I, ideas got so, so crazy that at one point we, we, we had an idea of doing a wedding on, on the border of Arizona and New Mexico so my parents could just drive across oh. the border for a little bit, do the wedding, and or then like drive home. Or like stay on their side just oh. so they didn't, you know, feel uh, like, like they were breaking the law or something. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. And <laughs> um, we moved. We actually moved a little bit into that idea. Uh, as far as like looking at locations and whatnot, but yeah, 
Um, so what did happen? Ended up getting married. <laughs> yeah. So so we it was hard because this is when we started communicating more with his parents, and they were like, "Well, no, I don't know." They just kind of kept coming up with. I'm gonna say excuses. Yeah, they would go back and <laughs> forth like, on well, coming to the wedding and not. They were not we, about like it. we don't need to do it on the border because if we're gonna come that close, we might as well just go all the way. And then they would be like, "Well, that's against the law." So and then we're like, "Why not on the border?" And they were like, "Well, I think the forest is gonna be closed." And we're and, like, "Oh, but I looked up the law and it's not closed." Mm, so it was just kind yeah. of getting hard because it was getting more and more passive aggressive. I think the closer it, it was getting to the point, it was like a few weeks away, and we still hadn't determined a place yeah oh wow and a lot of it was because of like going back and forth with them because they kept changing their mind on what they're comfortable with yeah. and i think it was just really hard because it was kind of getting to the point where it was clear that like this wasn't really about covid this wasn't really about the law it, it was, was about, about them the not wanting to be there and so yeah so that was pretty hard for us and that definitely yeah i think for for luke that definitely came down to a very big moment of like once again really having to choose between me, me and them, pretty much. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's what it's what happened. I, I I had spent a night by myself, well, it was them, and I was just so frustrated because I had to make a choice. So uh, from the start, from the start, like having the idea of having a wedding, I was like, my my family has to be there. Um, right. That's that's not something I'm willing to sacrifice. And it just came down to like I want to be married to Emma, and they're being so informal with me. I wish they would just say no instead of making this so difficult on me. Mm -hmm. And from that point, when I made the decision, I was like, if they really want to be there, they will come. I know they will. Yeah. And um, I told Emma that. And then we got, we, we, we put it in gear and we, we, we found a place, a really inc incredible, beautiful looking Airbnb in Flagstaff, Arizona. It's a mountain town um, in Northern Arizona. Okay. It's not so hot. It's not so <laughs> yeah. hot. Yeah. Because we did it in the summer. And if you do it in the summer in Phoenix, you know, you're going to sweat through everything you're wearing. Um, and yeah, we did it in, in, in this Airbnb. Um, in the backyard. In the backyard. Um, Just our families and a few friends. And yeah, my, so yeah, my, my ended up coming the day of. <laughs> so the yeah. day of the wedding, yeah, your the parents did come. Before. Okay. The yeah. day of the wedding, they did come. Yes, um, not my my whole family did not attend. It was it was my uh, his sister I, couldn't because she's on her mission. Yes, I have a sister oh, who's wow. on a mission. Okay, but she is in in our city. So. Yeah, she is she is on her Mormon mission <laughs> in the city that we live in. Oh, okay. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, how crazy is that? <laughs> oh God, it's funny, isn't it? And then her, and then his brothers didn't. Some of his brothers didn't come yep. because of work. Yeah. And then some of his brothers did come and his little sister came. So, yeah. But yeah. And they could have came. I told them weeks beforehand, you know, like, if you want to get these days off, this is the day I'm getting married. And they still had that mentality of like, we'll see it when we believe it. Yeah. And they just didn't take the days off. And wow. It was. A yeah. Well, one wonderful thing after I came to Christ is I would pray about things like that that were making me crazy. And. God would just give me peace, right? So at some point, you just have to make that decision. I'm going to marry Emma, and who comes, comes, and who doesn't support, doesn't support, and I'm moving forward, right? And I'm okay with all of that, and I, and I can have peace. 
families are just so enmeshed in Mormonism. Yeah. I think they always have to be there and always have to support, but, but you can go on with your life and be very happy. Right? Yeah, it, it was such a difficult decision to make. Yeah. Um, yes. But it was well, but good, good for you yeah, because, I mean, really, Luke, that is the biblical principle. It's leave mm-hmm. father and mother and cleave. And obviously, you don't want to make any more relational distance and has to be there. But at the end of the day, for any marriage to work, the two have, they have to leave the parents. That, that has to be the secondary relationship. The marriage has to be the primary oh, relationship. Absolutely. With mm-hmm. Jesus in it, right? Right. right. So yes. Jesus in it you too and then everything else is all other relationships have to be secondary or the marriage is not going to be strong right so i'm gonna i'm gonna take them back a little because something (laughs) really important happened before the wedding yes 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 okay go ahead i don't have any idea what's going on here so are you, gonna, are you telling you me, me or am I telling you? No, you're telling it. Oh, okay. Right? Okay. So, I, so, yes, before I moved home, back home, uh, I met Lynn, and then I went home, I read her book, and amazingly, she, and, and Joel as well, right? Oh, yes. I think we're talking about different things, but oh, this is good. Are we? I know, this okay. is good. Oh, I was talking about when you guys did your tour, and you guys ended up coming to Gilbert, Arizona, at the church that we're at. And yeah. it was like, just like literally the week I had moved here is when you guys started that. Yes. And, we and did that was so amazing for me. Class yeah, that was helping amazing. Helping Mormons who were transitioning, right? And Yeah, and I'm sorry. Is that what you're going to talk about? <laughs> no, but I love that. I love that you went there. Um, oh, yes, yes. Yeah. Because sorry, was- God provides, right? Yeah. So that you could think through those things another six weeks and kind of get solid in who you are and what you believe. Like I said, you did it so much faster than me. And then you're in this solid place where you can make a decision to marry Emma. Yeah. Um, yeah. I am so glad that I was able to, yeah, you guys were able to have that, that, uh, that class, right? Um, yeah, this class yeah. that I expected to be only transitioning Mormons, and all these Christians started showing up. And at first, so was that when I was also in Gilbert like, with you? Was that you yeah. were there? Yeah. Okay. Okay. And I'm thinking, why? Okay, I've got 15 transitioning Mormons, and I'm giving them my time, and that's what I'm here for. Why are all these Christians showing up? Right? There'd be like 30, 40 Christians in addition to the Mormons. Well, Christians were just hungry to understand the Mormons and understand how they could help them and how they could understand them and stuff. And after a while, I just said, okay, God, this is not my thing. This is yours. And if this is as much for Christians as it is for Mormons, then we'll roll with it. Right. But, but Christians really like Emma and Emma's family are trying to figure it out too. Right. Okay. So <laughs> what was, so what was the thing? If it wasn't the class, what was the other okay, thing uh, that happened? Yes. Emma reminded me, um, something that we really wanted to do together before we got married was get baptized. Oh, um, I've yeah. only been baptized in the Mormon church. You know, I was eight years old and yeah. Uh, when, when were you baptized again? Love? I was also baptized when I was eight. But it, she, it wasn't the full immersion. What was it again? Yeah, I got like sprinkled baptized. Okay. okay. And so yeah, we 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 had a we had our life group from our church. We had them come over. Uh, we were at Emma's parents' house. They have a pool in the backyard, and 
uh, I had, um, we, we, had, we, we went through premarital counseling through a couple okay. in our church. And the, the, the man, his name is Jeff, he baptized me. Mm-hmm. And it was, wow, yeah, it was such an incredible experience. Um, and Emma was baptized by her dad. Oh, how and we, cool. So you guys yeah, got we got to do that together. Night together. And they yeah. FaceTimed us, and Mike and I got to be there. Oh, really? Yes, yes, oh, Lynn was there. Yeah. So like, I'm just cool. bawling on the other end. It was just so yeah. awesome. Oh, what a fun married. way to start out a uh, marriage. So how long before you got married did that happen then? Like a week. Like, it was just like a week. A week. Yeah, oh, like a week before the wedding. Cool. So all this is happening during COVID, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Wow. Which so. is making everything challenge. I actually performed two <laughs> yeah. weddings during COVID. Nice. Craziness. That's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. So Luke, was there kind of a defining moment when you decided you were all in for Jesus and this Jesus of the Bible? Yeah, I, I, that's a tough question because I think being all in, uh, the moment I was, I think like fully, fully all in, it was when I was able to just tell my pa- tell my parents and my extended family that like openly that I am not a Mormon mm-hmm. um, because I had these beliefs in my, in my head and I was keeping them like secret. But the moment that I was able to be open about it and be free about it, is when was when that really happened which was, and which was yeah probably what do you say like probably like February. this year yeah i don't know you tell me yes yeah, <laughs> yeah time is so crazy it i think together like, definitely the, the beginning of this year okay yeah. the be, like because I, I i i had been skeptical about you know being a mormon and the mormon faith for years but Really, the moment where I w- when I was able to tell everyone, including the uncle that I lived with, who didn't know. Wow. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I didn't know that. Um, <laughs> Emma, was then. getting all kinds yes, of information. Yeah. I know. Because <laughs> uh, that was that was of course the biggest pressure was being open with my family about it, and once I right. was able to be open with them, and be able, you know, be like, hey, we don't need to have conversations that turn to you you know, trying to teach me about the Mormon church. Like, I'm not about that anymore. Oh. Wow. Because before, if, if, before being open about that, if those things would come up, it would turn into a lesson. Right. And now it became, I, I don't want the lesson, you know. I don't need the lesson. Yeah. I've got, I've, yeah, I've got. So was that freeing? Did you find that spiritually, emotionally freeing to, cr- to like cross that line and move over? Absolutely. Yeah, both spiritually and emotionally. Um emotionally because what was that i was gonna i wanted you to tell the audience how old you are because they have no sense oh yeah i'm 20 years old okay yeah i'm 20. awesome awesome so a college student making those decisions yeah so you're gonna say emotionally how it was freeing um yeah emotionally it was freeing because of the pressure and the pressure that I, the pressure of expectation of being a Mormon would cause so much anxiety for me and being able to let that anxiety free and just be open and not necessarily um, be open in the sense that like I, I was going to be challenging my, my family. Like you're, you know, your faith's crazy because this, this and that. Right. Yeah. Um, And just, just to be able to be in the same room with them 
um, and be comfortable with being different. Yeah. Okay. Which is That's, hard to do at age 20. I mean, that takes yeah. a lot of... Yeah. Um, and like, like uh, you were saying earlier, my, my family is multi-generational Mormon. Um, I don't know if I said that right, but yeah, mm-hmm. all, yeah, my, all my whole, all of my cousins, all of my aunts, all of my uncles, they're all, you know, they've all been bishops. They've all been, um, it's, Head. it's a lot of, it was, a, it's a lot of pressure to leave that. Um, yeah. and sometimes be seen as a bad, you know, as a bad example. Like I don't want other, I don't want my other cousins or siblings to leave the church. And then maybe parents think, Oh, they left because they were inspired by him. Right. 20 years down the road, it's going to look very different when you, when your family's solid, your kids are solid in the Lord. Maybe some of the other extended families marriages have broken up things look very different down the road but Mm. you you have been gracious in the way that you've handled this and emma you've been wonderful i don't (laughs) see in you anger or um i see in you only grace yeah and that's and that kind of leads into what i want to like last question because we're at about 24 25 minutes so we're at close to the end of the podcast how has Jesus now showed up in your very young marriage of only four months? How has having grace, having Jesus a part of your relationship, what has he helped you work through already um, as a newly married couple? Good question. <laughs> Have you had um, your first fight yet? Yeah. Okay. Definitely. That's good. That's healthy. <laughs> Definitely. Okay, I so think, I mean, do you want to? Can you talk about that a little bit? And how how did can, Jesus? Can make you it tell Joel's a marriage me? counselor? <laughs> 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 he likes this. Yeah, I feel like I don't know. I guess in so many different areas, for me, a really big thing lately has been just praying for each other. We've been reading the books, um, Power of a Praying. Husband, husband and, wife. and wife. Oh, by Stormy O'Mardian. Those are great resources. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. We've been reading that lately. And so just like increasing my time in prayer for Luke, I feel like has really helped me to honestly just have more compassion and like okay. take more moments before responding, I guess. Um, because I feel like the Holy Spirit has just given me more moments to I don't know, just appreciate him and love him and really see like what to pray for, you know, instead of getting upset about little things or, or yep. see my own heart for what it really is. Yeah. Um, when I do get upset, you know, the real reason that a lot of times is about me, not really about him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I guess a big difference is that we are married. So there's not, there's not like uh if something comes up it's not like we're gonna you get to bail on the whole up, thing yeah you know? exactly. yeah yeah mm-hmm. so i think that's been really different it's just like having that mindset and then like learning how to deal with conflict accordingly because it's like how yeah it's like okay if this is something that you've really done to hurt me how do i deal with that I guess and like almost having boundaries but at the same time having grace because like we're we're in it regardless yeah absolutely 
So Luke, question for you, as you look at the marriage dynamic of your parents, and now you look at your relationship with Emma, Mm -hmm. what sort of differences do you see in your life in terms of how you think you may have responded to her and to conflict and that sort of thing? Well, yeah, I'm glad you asked that question. Um, I'm glad you're glad. Yeah, something, uh, I'm not sure if this is common in the Mormon faith, Lynn could answer answer this question, but my, uh, as far as like what direction the family goes and whose beliefs are the strongest, it's it's always the, it's always the man, it's always the dad. And um, my mother's ideas of, where where god wanted to lead them uh were not seen as important or not seen as as true because she doesn't have priesthood power right. um yeah. and being able to have a being able to have god direct us from from both of our ends and being having god be a part of both of our spiritual journeys and not just have me as the head and I have all the direction and I choose where we go according to God's plan for us. Um, is just something that I always grew up imagining I would be and not have not with our marriage dynamic, not being that way. It's amazing. I mean, we've already, we've already progressed in, in so many ways um, and in in the direction that God is going to take our life. And I know it would be so much different if it was in a Mormon dynamic. Um, And so much of it has to do with God inspiring Emma and me as well. But, Mm -hmm. yeah. um, But me not shutting out her ideas. Wow. um, Because yeah. Doesn't that just warm your heart? I'm like, God loves all children. Um, you guys you know? are so far ahead of the game just having that yeah. perspective. Just um, having you be able to recognize that God is going to speak in and through Emma and he can direct your marriage and your relationship together um, as, as, equal, as equal shares in the Holy Spirit, as equal shares in the relationship. Yeah, so, absolutely. man... And I that's wasn't fantastic, and, Luke. And and that's a hard. I mean, that's a hard legacy for some former Mormon men to give up. Yeah, and I'm not. And, and I'm not saying that to be like offensive towards women at all. It's just that this is what they. It's just what they expect um, right. in the Mormon culture is that I would make right. all the decisions for us right. because God would speak to me, right? And He wouldn't speak to you if if we right. were. And like, I, I guess a really tangible example would be before we got married, we both did not have a very strong sense of where, honestly, our future, other than the fact that we had each other, we didn't really have like career stuff in line. He actually just got laid off from a job before we got married. So there was a lot of uncertainty there. Yeah. We we're trusting the Lord in, and now we're both in school. He's starting to pursue a bachelor's i'm starting on my master's degree next week oh Um, cool congratulations to you both thank you yeah we both have a solid idea of kind of what we want to do um work-wise and it's just been really cool because it's been all the lord and then financially um we've had blessings with that too because we both are really big on living a debt-free life and so we only wanted to take those opportunities if we could do them without sure. loans. And the Lord has made that available. Oh, yes. Too, yeah, even though, I mean, we don't 
we don't have like crazy money, but the Lord, the Lord does. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. So that's been like a well, really cool, tangible example of the Lord just providing us with direction and yeah. Yeah. Cool. Well, Thank you guys. We're really kind of like over. We'll have to see. Sometimes what we do is we edit it down to 27 minutes for the radio broadcast. But when there's mm. so much great stuff like this, we'll just put the full version on the website and just, you know, make a note. If you listen to it on the radio station, you're all, something's going to have to get cut. But um, <laughs> no the, the full version will be the full version will be on the podcast website. No, thank you. Thank you guys for such a rich, gracious, candid conversation. Um, I don't know about you, Lynn, but this is the sort of thing that encourages me. I mean, I come away so ministered to. Yeah, you can cut out anything I've said so that they can all be. (laughs) (laughs) So that their words can be. Usually I look for stuff I can cut out that I said. So. Oh my gosh. I oh know. man, God bless you guys. I've been wanting for Micah to meet Luke for some time now. So now that we have the podcast, um, the band can go listen, right? And yeah, you know, absolutely. Luke and yeah, Emma that. know what mother's been yakking about for a while now. So and, you know, I just want to say <laughs> God you know, does some amazing things now and then, and this right. is a little bit of an unusual situation. And I think God's totally going to use it. Yeah, absolutely. And I would, I mean, I would love to maybe circle back in six months or something with you guys and just kind of oh, yeah. get updates on your story and see, cause it's oh, going to yeah, be, be constant. there'll be yeah, a constant challenge, Luke, with your family yeah. and just your ability to navigate that graciously with them and continue just to extend love and grace to them so they get to see it. And that's the difference in Luke, just from the few times that I've seen him and met him and watched him through this process. Oh my gosh, the guy standing in front of me today is full of peace and knows who he is in Christ and and so much more um, confidence, I would say, even then. But it's been probably almost a year since I've seen you now, so. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I think it has been. Yeah. Yeah. Well, hey, thank you so much. It's been a great episode. Thanks for sharing your time with us and with our audience, whoever happens to tune in. Hey, we didn't close. um, What's that? We didn't close. I know. (laughs) Okay, we'll close the episode. So so to all you guys listening in, to our listening audience, thanks for joining us on the Unveiling Grace podcast. Again, I'll say, if you're listening on KUTR in Utah on the radio station or some of our other radio stations that carry it, I want to encourage you to go to our Unveiling Grace podcast website, unveilinggracepodcast.com, and listen to the whole episode because there's probably going to be five to seven minutes or more um, all three of them. Yeah, all three episodes of mm-hmm. Luke and Emma's story. So thanks for being with us. Grace and, Emma, and peace thanks. to Luke and Emma today. God bless you. So long. Mm-hmm. Amen. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Unveiling Grace podcast. Join us next time for another conversation devoted to helping your life and relationships flourish. As always, you can find show notes, program transcripts, and leave us your comments and questions at unveilinggracepodcast.com. For a limited time, we are offering the Wilder's book, Seven Reasons We Left Mormonism, for a donation of any amount. Go to unveilinggracepodcast.com 
and click on the free book button to request yours. We greatly appreciate your support for the Unveiling Grace podcast, where you can experience a grace that heals.